Good evening, everyone. This is Thursday, June 27th, 2019. And welcome to a very special edition, ladies and gentlemen, of the WCWUS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is WCWUS Outside the Ropes, episode number 159. This is Mr. WCWUS Chad Hinshaw here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, back here with you, of course, <clears throat> as always, bringing you, of course, the latest here in the world of pop culture, music, movies, sports, you name it. We will definitely talk about it here this evening. Joining me here tonight to help me call the action here is the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared Girolamo. J.D. is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also, excuse me, also a part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, looks like the human suplex machine, John Gross, will not be joining us until a little bit later on in the evening, so that's quite all right. Uh, JD, good to have you on here for Outside the Ropes, number 159. Good to be here. Thank you very much, sir. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, uh, last week, uh, due to certain circumstances here, uh, the Iceman covered, covered the, covered the uh, airwaves, as they always say with uh, some, a whole lot of news, uh, including his box office report and sports headlines. And he's going to do it again here tonight. So, ladies and, so before, and before he does that, of course, if you'd like to join us, listen in on what we have to talk about here today, please feel free to give us a call, 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, 141-387-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we had to talk about here this evening. <clears throat> on 159 of Outside the Ropes. And now, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, uh, while I sit back and, of course, like I said, and uh, relax here a little bit and uh, rest the voice here, of course, go ahead and turn things over to the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, who has, of course, a lot of stuff to talk about here in the world of pop culture. Like we said, anything and everything, he's got you covered here tonight. So, J.D., we give you 159 of Outside the Ropes. Take the floor. All right. Thank you very much. Our first uh, report comes to us from Jeremy Thomas at 411 Meaning. Of course, 411 Meaning is the sponsor of all of our shows here on the Talk Show Radio Network, including Outside the Ropes, who gives us the latest movies, politics, movies, and sports, and then some. And our first story comes to us from Jeremy Thomas tonight, who has the following to report. Apparently, people are worried about the title for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, however. But worry not, folks. James Gunn has your back. Gunn took to Instagram per CBR to respond to those who have been concerned about the upcoming third film of the franchise would be titled as Guardians of the Galaxy, simply stating, don't worry, in an Instagram story post over a repeated request not to allow the film to have that title. Speculation that the third film would have that title that comes from Chris Hemsworth's Thor referring to the team as, quote, as Guardians of the Galaxy. The phrase is also the title of a recent Marvel comic, which was unrelated to the main Guardians team, however. While Hemsworth has expressed interest in being in the third Guardians films, it appears he will not be shoehorned into the title. So there you go. No word of Bradley Cooper, so he said Delia, Dave Bautista, Bradley Cooper, however, believe it or not, however, mind you, however, as far as that goes, however. Meanwhile, we also have another report from Jeremy Thomas, who has this to report, however, in sports news, however. 
Bob Lee, the legendary announcer of ESPN, how in his 40-year career has come to an end. The ESPN announcer announced his retirement on Twitter earlier this week, Howard, thanking ESPN president Jimmy Padero and ESPN's team for their, quote, understanding and patience over the past few months, however. Lee began work as an anchor on the very first show back in September of 1979, which was the third day, however, of the Sports Network's lifespan. Since then, he has had a four-decade career that included hosting the NCAA Selection Show, the NFL Draft Broadcast, hosting Outside the Lines, and more. His tenure saw him become the recipient, however, mind you, of 11 sports and Awards, the 2014 DuPont Award, and four Edward R. Murrow Awards. He was also inducted into the National Sports Media Association Hall of Fame just this week after taking the leave of absence back late last year. Patero said of the announcement in a statement in the following hour. The standard of excellence has become a hallmark of ESPN and began in the early days when we were started up with a bold vision. Bob was fair all of, there for all of that, and over the years, his unwavering commitment and unparalleled work ethic drove our journalistic ambitions. The best way we can thank him for what he has meant to ESPN and to sports fans to continue to uphold the journalistic integrity and principles he has installed in ESPN for nearly 40 years. Meanwhile, Lee C. said that his retirement is official at the end of this month, which will be later this weekend, however. To be clear, this is entirely my decision. I enjoy the best of health and the many blessings of friends and family, and that is in context that I am making this change, he said, however. In September, however, I signed off on my last show saying I'll catch you on the flip side. Now it's time to take that vinyl off that turntable, however. Ask your folks, flip it over and drop the needle on the B side. There are always, always great cuts and hinge gems on the B side. So to Jimmy Patero and his senior leadership team, however, my sincere personal thanks for their understanding and patience over the past months, however. Thank you for a great run. Sincerely yours, Bob Lee. Well, on that note, I can say to Bob Lee, thank you, however, for making us a fan of your work, however, certainly, however. We enjoyed hearing a lot of your stuff over the years by working with guys like Charlie Steiner, Dan Patrick, uh, Chris Sperman, and many others, including the late Tom Meese as well. And, of course, uh, definitely we want to thank you as far as that goes. Now, kind of a weird story here, ladies and gentlemen, however, and we do want to Again, however, I want to tell you, this is a very unusual story, to say the least, however, mind you. However, this comes from Ashish, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. This is kind of interesting, however. Tommy Dreamer revealed on his House of Heart uh, podcast by Ficeflamenet that he considered murdering Paul Heyman and himself, however, at WrestleMania 17 in Houston, Texas in 2001 due to severe depression. Dreamer was scheduled to make his WWE debut on the show as part of a TLC match, but he ended up being bumped down from the card. He was in a dark place in his life at the time, following ECW closing down after he had turned down big money offers to go elsewhere, largely out of loyalty to Heyman, which was on in Dreamer moving back in with his parents and falling into depression. Dreamer said he had planned to use the tax laws in Texas, which allowed firearms to be brought in, hop the rail wrestling, shoot Heyman, who was an announcer for the WWE at the time, in the back of the head, and then shoot himself. Said Dreamer at the time, I remember I did a show there and I saw a sign that said, Guns Welcome, and I was in Houston. I did an indie show and I said, what is this? I'm from New York. What do you mean, Guns Welcome? They said, oh, you're allowed to bring a firearm into the venue. I was across the street from the Astro, and I'm going to tell you resonated in my head so, so much, Howard. That'll tell you... I'll tell you what I wanted to do, he said. It's sick that I think this, but at WrestleMania, I was going to hop the rail and I was going to whack Paulie in the back of the head right at the announcement when I was going to whack myself, the ultimate martyr. I was going to hit my pose, crack, boom, pull the trigger, because I was that insane. Don't know if I would have went through it, Howard, because that's what I was thinking about every day. I was like, I will go down in history. Pop, boom. First, they think that it was an angle until I saw him. I was so severely depressed and so mental with rage, I needed help. Dreamer, however, said it was a phone call from good old Jim Ross, Howard, that prevented him from carrying out the plan. Dreamer continued on by saying the following, 
randomly I get a phone call from a number I don't know, I don't pick up, and I remember having these thoughts, and it was bad. I had a gun. I was like, man, can you think about all the horribleness that I would have done for my legacy? I would have ruined WrestleMania, which I love. WrestleMania for everybody. These thoughts were so crazy in my head, Howard, they would say, how dare that person? He screwed my parents when I came from a mobster mentality. In my head, I was like I would become infamous, which is so famous for the wrong reason. I'm glad that I didn't do it. But then when I got a phone call from Jim Ross, Howard, I can just said, he just said, left me a message and said, Hey, Tommy, it's Jim Ross. I'll let you know we're still thinking about you. We're going to get it done. Just got to hang tight. Thank you. Jimber then expressed how happy he was after he got that call. I'm so happy I didn't do it. I'm so happy I did get that phone call from someone who was a stranger. I barely know him. There was another day, but there have been a lot of other days, Howard. But that's one day I will never, ever forget, however, mind you. Speaking of Paul Heyman, however, some other news going on, however, mind you, however. Earlier today, however, believe it or not, as reported, however, Eric Bischoff's, however, being hired by WWE, the executive director of SmackDown, was reportedly as surprising to Fox as it was to everyone else, however. On today's Wrestling Observer Live, Dave Meltzer discussed the situation, said that people at Fox had, quote, no idea this was coming, and wanted the other guy, meaning the new Raw executive director, Paul Heyman. Meltzer went on to say, well, Heyman's appointment is not surprising or something people are complaining about. There was a lot of surprise over Bischoff's announcement. He knows that people who were once in TNA and are now in WWE are, quote, baffled and can't even believe because how someone be, can be so out of touch as Vince McMahon in terms of bringing in Bischoff, who has not been involved, however, believe it or not, in the creative side of wrestling in several years now and didn't help TNA much. There has been also a lot of speculation about how much control Bischoff or Hayden, for that matter, will have, considering they will still be reporting to Vince McMahon. Meltzer knows that the last time McMahon set ceded this level of control to someone was the Cowboy Bill Watts back in 1995, and of course that did not last long, mind you. Speaking of which, however, Howard, this is the latest we can tell you about the story about that, Howard, we have some more stories about this, Howard. Originally, Howard, PW Insider has more details on the executive director roles, as we said, Howard, mind you, for these two gentlemen, Howard. WWE has been trying to get Heyman back in a creative role as far as back as February, Howard. They made an offer to Heyman to come back as a top member of the creative team around the same time Bruce Pritchard was brought back as the senior, senior vice president. Heyman had previously been working on select storylines with certain talents, including Brock Lesnar, his client and good friend, and Ronda Rousey before that. Eric Bischoff came on within the last several weeks. Before that, he had been working on pre-production, however, for a planned Hulk Hogan biopic for Netflix, as well as game book for several personal appearances. During the last week, he began to quietly cancel those appearances, so that's likely when the deal was finalized. Now, Fightful has more details on the backstage reaction today, however, to these uh, new creative roles. The report does mention several reactions from wrestlers and employees of the company. The unanimous reaction across various gender positions and roles in the company was that they were all surprised by the news and hadn't even heard it was coming at all. Fightful added that a longtime WWE wrestler reportedly wondered aloud why Triple H wasn't named in one of the executive director roles. Also, another superstar apparently had, had heard some, quote, immediate chatter on this. Additionally, another wrestler compared today's news to Shane McMahon to improve his position within WWE, but it was being bypassed. Based on the report, such talk was a discussion and chatter about why Triple H was not named in such a role. One WWE wrestler had a more pessimistic reaction to the news. This wrestler is quoted as saying, quote, Vince is still in charge, so that's when you, all you need to really know. Another town said that today's move couldn't be worse than things have been already in WWE as of late, Howard. With regards to Heyman and Bischoff, Mike Stone and the new creative roles executive directors, Brad Shepard has reported on Twitter, however, that the change is expected to start late next month or early August. Shepard wrote the following. 
right now it sounds like late July or early August, with lots of meetings with writers and producers taking place likely before SummerSlam. WWE did not yet announce when Bischoff and Heyman would assume the new roles, however. Per today's press release from WWE, the executive director roles for both of these gentlemen are, quote, newly created positions reporting directly to Vince McMahon. It also says in their executive roles, Heyman and Bischoff, however, mind you, uh, just a second, I just saw it a second ago. Okay, we'll oversee the creative development of WWE's flagship programming and ensure integration across all platforms and lines of business. The creation of these roles further establishes WWE's ability to continuously reinvent its global brand while providing two distinct creative processes for its flagship shows. In addition to that, however, mind you, however, Dave Meltzer noted, however, he doesn't have the specific date, however, mind you, however, they will begin their new creative roles imminently. Meltzer said he expects to know more within the next week or so, but there's no confirmation as to whether that will be next week or down the road sometime in July or August, as we reported. In the box office report, Howard, Toy Story 4, the final chapter of the Toy Story story, Howard, took in 129, 20.9 million, so 121 million in its uh, opening week. Child's Play, starring Mark Hamill as the serial uh, doll psycho killer Chucky Lee Ray did not do so well, however, in its opening week, only opening to a paltry $14 million on a budget of only $10 million. Aladdin, meanwhile, took another $13.2 million and has done very well in five weeks' time with $288.5 million thus far. Men in Black International, last week's number one movie, dropped three spots, however, to $10.7 million, and in two weeks' time has only made $52.6 million. The Secret of Life of Pets 2, meanwhile, continues to do pretty well and finished out with $10.2 million and now has made $100 17.5 million on three weeks on a budget of 80 million dollars. New movies out this week include the following, however Annabelle Comes Home, Harrison Vera Fergama, Patrick Wilson, and McKenna Grace. While babysitting the daughter of Ed and Lorraine Warren, a teenager and her friend unbeknowingly awaken evil spirit trapped in a doll. Meanwhile, Hamish Patel, however, and Lily James star in Yesterday, the comedy fantasy musical about a struggling musician realizing he is the only person on earth who can remember the Beatles after waking up in an alternate timeline where they never existed. It also starts at Kate McKinnon, however, and from what we've seen, however, this looks like a very, very good movie. Meanwhile, Tracy Edwards stars in Maiden. The story of Tracy Edwards, however, a 24-year-old cook on charter boats who became the skipper of the first ever all-female crew to enter the Whitbread Round the World race in 1989. Ophelia, signed Daisy Ridley, and Naomi Watts talks about the reimagining of Hamlet told from Ophelia's perspective. And finally, however, Alexander Feeling and Bernice Bajot star in Three Peaks. Aaron wants to become a family with his girlfriend and her 8-year-old son, but high up in the Italian mountains, he attempts to win the boys' acceptance turn into a dangerous power game. Meanwhile, in sports, however, we got a very busy weekend of action, however, coming up, however, mind you. In fact, however, according to reports, however, we understand that NBA, the NBA, of course, ladies and gentlemen, however, believe it or not, free agency will start on Sunday, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. And believe it or not, however, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, however, and Clay Thompson are among some of the names that will be testing free agency. Many people think that Durant could be re-signed with the Golden State Warriors, but he could be going elsewhere. Early speculation has the Brooklyn Nets, the New York Knicks, however, the Los Angeles Lakers among the teams suiting him. Meanwhile, as far as Kawhi Leonard goes, however, despite winning the MVP, however, the NBA championship just a few weeks ago with the Toronto Raptors, many people think he many people think 
he might be heading west to the LA Clippers, but some people are also saying he could be staying in Toronto and signing with the Raptors. Meanwhile, Clay Thompson, however, who tore his ACL, of course, however, in the final time, will be out for at least a year and change, however, along with Durant, however, could be staying with the Golden State Warriors and already could have a new deal on the table. We will let you know more next week, however, on the big names of free agency, however. But right now, those are the big three to watch out for coming up in free agency. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, in soccer news, however, the USA team will be back on the field tomorrow, however, against France, however, in a very, very interesting game, however. Uh, game time, I believe, is set for, if I can just find it here, I'll just tell you in a minute here, folks. Give me a minute here. Da, 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 da. That is going to be, I believe, that's a 3 o'clock. Yes, it is 3 o'clock on Fox, however, so be sure to check that out. The winner of that, of course, however, will go on to face, however, the quarterfinal winner against the English, however, on Tuesday, which could be possibly either USA or France. We will definitely let you know tomorrow night on Revolution who wins that game. Thank you very much there, uh, J.D. Let's give you the phone number one more time, folks. one six zero five five six two zero four four four. 562 141387 pound. This is episode 159 of WWS Outside the Ropes, of course. Special edition here. This is Thursday, June 27, 2019. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, and the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo, here with you here this evening. Uh, JD, a couple, uh, couple things about several of the stories that you brought in here. Uh, so, first, you talked about the box office report here. And you happen to bring up the new Men in Black movie, Men in Black International. Uh, just, I, I don't know if I asked you this before, but let me just go ahead and pose it now while I'm thinking about it here. Sure. Uh, in your personal opinion, is the franchise still, still uh, in any, is it still, in your opinion, still going to try to stay as strong as it has been without Tommy Lee Jones? I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't know why they had to have this. Uh, like I said, however, I, I, I don't know. Uh, like I said, however, I think, yes. Uh, like I said, uh, I don't know why they're still having this franchise out, however. Mm-hmm. Right. And I okay. just think it was gutsy that they would even try to do this again, however, you know. Um, ne- next thing here, obviously, of course, the big wrestling story of the day, obviously, I do thank you and also, of course, the Empress Emery Rickenbach for bringing the story to my attention uh, about the, obviously, with Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. The yeah, main this question... Is thing, this is one thing, this is one uh, we will discuss tonight on Wolfpack. I was say, this is one thing we will touch upon on Wolfpack tonight, too, by the way, people, in case you're curious. Go ahead. Oh, oh, no, that's okay. No, that's quite all right. Yes, we definitely will have some talk about this. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. But I wanted to pose your question here, the ultimate question here, that I'm sure that's, that's probably been forming all day ever since this announcement was made. Does this help or hurt WWE in the long run, in your opinion? It's going to be interesting. Let's just say that I hope they have a plan. I really do hope that they have a plan set in stone. Because right now, they need something, anything, to just try to keep their uh, heads above the water. I mean, it's gutsy that they would go with this. However, I don't know why they decided to try this. Hard. Maybe they were hoping to see if uh, fans would react to this and it will be a success. Will it be a success? We'll have to wait and see, you know? I mean, 
Are they? Is is it now? Is it is it in? And in, 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 oh, crap! I'll talk in a minute. Are, are these are these the sort of things they're going to use as something like? Are they going to sh- portray them in a on screen thing, or are they just behind the scenes sort of thing? Uh, I've heard both. I've heard both. One says some one person has said they could be working behind the scenes, how with the talent, and some of them that they've known, and some that they're getting to know, and maybe uh, helping out. Also, maybe Hunter a little bit with maybe uh, with people down in NXT that are trying to come up to the main roster and maybe uh, who have been down in NXT for a long time, like the Garganos, the Chiapas, the Shayna Baszers, the Adam Coles, the um, Undisputed Eras, the Street Profits, those type of people. I think they're trying to work with them down there right now uh, when they come up to the roster and see if it'll be a big success, however, and if it will be a success, how it will work, however. Certainly, certainly. Um, I mean, I mean, keep. I mean, keep in mind here what Vince obviously is. I don't know if it was his idea or whoever. I'm not sure who came up with this. Obviously, it probably had to have been Vince. I mean, knowing the history, of course, with Heyman and Bischoff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, WCW, ECW. We all we all know about the history there. Given this, are they? Do you think? Even though I know they're supposed to be one's supposed to be for Raw, and one's supposed to be for SmackDown. I get that part. Yeah, I get it. But I mean, the thing is, do you honestly see these two guys who have been in the wrestling business? I'm sure combined for many, many years, who have one time almost wanted to go at each other's throats for different reasons. You actually see them kind of co. Uh, Cooperating together in any sort of fashion. I think there. I think. I think. Well, with both of them reporting to Vince, however, I think it's going to be interesting to see if Vince will be able to work with them. You know, I mean, hopefully it'll be a big success. Let's see. I mean, will it be a good chance? How? I mean, will they have a good chance to run? Huh? Like I said. Mm-hmm. Sorry, really? and like I said, uh, I mean, like I said, there were some things, however, that were good. How? I mean, like I said, back in the day, they really. Never were the best of friends. I mean, you heard the story, of course, however, the story, however, that Bischoff, of course, always said, according to Paul Heyman, however, he referred to Paul Heyman as the devil, and Bischoff, of course, was told, Heyman told everyone, however, that Bischoff never did this and that, however, I mean, I don't know if they patched things up, maybe they have, maybe they haven't, I don't know. I just, I think at this point, like I said, it's it's very, very questionable, you know. I mean, or could this be a kind of a ploy to help Vince combat AEW? I think it's the latter, and I talked to Danny about this earlier, and I think right now it better work because, like I, we've talked about on all the shows, not just this one, but on every show, with AEW starting up in September or October, they better have an idea what they're doing. Because I'll tell you right now, Fox right now is really looking at chops at this moment. How They're wondering, however... Will this be a success? Will this be uh, a big thing for our network? We need them. We need them to make sure they uh, make a splash on our network. We need them to come out and uh, hopefully put up a good fight, Howard, and see if they can uh, make us uh, uh, realize what we're investing in. I mean, will it be a success? Let's hope. If it's not, then it's their fault. Well, exactly. So, I mean, I mean. I could, you know, like I said before, I mean, I could see, you know, I could see one or the other possibly 
you know, coming in to, to do this, but having these two combustible elements, you know, who, like I said, who, what was it, mainly during the 90s, they just raged war with one another. They tried to see who could probably try to top Vince, and all of a sudden Vince McMahon has got both you know, of them. Actually, I, I have a clip that will maybe, I mean, I know what you're saying. Hold on, hold on a second. Uh, hold on a second. Let me just, all right. I mean, hold on a second. I'm still doing this. Hold on. Okay, there we go. Now, this was from JD from NY this morning when he talked about this. Uh, let me pull this clip up right now. All right. This was this is like the beginning of the show today. This way, say. Is all of this news today? And the one thing that is on everybody's mind is: Does this signal real change? Does this finally mean we're going to get real change in the WWE? Is Monday Night Raw going to be watchable again? Is SmackDown Live finally going to get back to doing what we know? SmackDown Live can do on Tuesday nights right now. Moving to Friday in October. Fox wants to change. Fox, according to Brad Shepard of the Oh You Didn't Know podcast, said that WWE was set to meet with Fox executives in Los Angeles about changes needing to be implemented on the current TV product. WWE wanted to be prepared before they went and met with Fox executives. Clearly, this was a sign that they knew they were going to get their asses chewed out by Fox executives for whatever the fuck WWE has been doing coming out of WrestleMania. There you go. Well, he was really, really stern on that, man. I mean, absolutely. Well, he, he's one of the few guys out there, but like, like you said, I mean... They better, like I said, they better know what they're getting themselves to do. Because, like I said, you realize how much Fox offered the WWE, offered it to them, and and said, okay, we'll give you a chance to go off USA. We'll give you a chance to go on Friday night television and compete with the other stuff on television. You better, like I said, like I said, you better have your ducks all lined up because right now, however, like I said. If this bombs out, and I'm saying if, in a few, within the first few weeks, Howard, then if I'm, if I'm Fox, Howard, I just say, you know what, Howard? We gave you a chance for a few weeks or however long we gave you a chance, Howard, but guess what? If you're going to continue to run the same old stale product, we have no choice but to back out of the deal, and we're going to tear up your contract. So they better know what they're getting themselves into right now. Right now. Because right now, I'm telling you right now, if I'm the sorry about that. If I'm if I'm the executive of Fox Tower, I'm nervous. I'm beyond nervous at this point because right now, like I said, we're almost at the end of June as of Sunday, right? Monday's the first day of July. Yeah, yeah. Monday's the first day of July. Yeah. That's correct. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So you're about three months away from your television deal. Not even less than three months away from AEW coming to TNT on Wednesday night. And with Raw on Mondays, AEW supposedly on Wednesday nights, calling herself Wednesday Night Dynamite, and SmackDown going to live starting in the fall with Friday Night Fox Hour, the first week of October, you better, you better realize right now. I mean, Danny says it all the time, we say it all the time, it cannot come fast enough. 
right now, Howard, like I said, Howard, I think AEW knows with Fighter Fest looming this weekend, Howard, they're kind of smiling and laughing and thinking this is all a joke. Maybe it's not, like I said, maybe, like I said, WWE has one last, let's just say, hope. Use the term loosely. And I'll say this again tonight, even on Wolfpack. Right now, they are just about at the bottom, if not close to the bottom at this point. They're just barely above that now. They sank all the way down, and now they're hoping they can try to rise back up again with Heyman and Bischoff coming on Monday and Friday nights. Will it work? Will the reins jump up a little? We'll see. Again, we don't know when they're starting yet. They could start in a few weeks after Extreme Rules or before Extreme Rules, right before we could go into Extreme Rules, or maybe right after Extreme Rules heading into SummerSlam, or maybe the week after SummerSlam. But they better realize starting this fall, they're going to compete with a lot. And if they don't turn it around and turn it around fast, then it's just going to absolutely fall to the bottom. And no chance of them getting out of it. They might as well just close up their offices. They might as well just say, oh, even though we're moving out of the Titan Towers and we've been in Titan Towers forever and a day and we're getting new office in that, what's the point? Vince also knows, however, he's going to feel not only the pressure with that, but he knows that coming up in February, the XFL is breathing down his back. And I'm sure a lot of people have been on his ass about that, and he's already hearing the pressure from everyone about that. I mean, here it is, tw- almost 2020. The last time you did football was 19 years ago. It didn't work the last time. It didn't work because, A, there were, I mean, you still had, you had some teams that were invested in it, but at the same time, the network, I mean, if you watched, this is the XFL on ESPN's 30 for 30, you'll know what I mean. It started out okay, and they thought it was going to be a big thing, and it was there for a week or two, and then all of a sudden, it was like an old shoe, you know? It got worn out very quickly. Vince better realize this time with the XFL, with all the TV networks he's got lined up with the XFL, ESPN, ABC, uh, FS1, and Fox Sports. These guys are not here to be screwed around with. They're not here to play games. They're oh, telling you how they're investing their own money. They're telling them you that you're put, and that you're telling that all these networks. I'm putting my my own money in, and they're also telling you that we want to give you a chance. How we want to see what you can do this time. And like I said, you got new teams now: Tampa, Washington, St. Louis, Seattle. But you have big markets like L.A., New York, and Dallas. Houston, better make it work. Because if you don't, you're going to be kicking yourself again. So this time, yeah, you're going to make some rule changes. You want to make it a little more presentable. And again, like I said, is it going to work? Right now, at this point, I would say no. I don't think it's going to. Even when they first announced and they were coming back, I said it. The first day, I, the first time we heard it, I said it wasn't going to work. But again, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But right now, I just think right now that with the XFL looming in February, with the Fox TV deal coming up in October, and now with this hanging over his head, he better realize right now he's down to his last innings. I mean, as a person... And as a businessman, for the longest time, Howard, he was always sitting on top of the mountain. He was like, sort of like, after he bought out Turner, he bought out Heyman. 
He thought he was untouchable. No one could touch him. He was invisible. But that all changed about four or five years ago. That all changed when you had guys either decide to retire or just walk out of your company because of the bullshit that went on in the back. CM Punk's one of those guys that did it, among others. Now, now you're reaching the point where you're bringing up guys too quickly. You think, oh, we can go back to what we were doing in 1997, 1998, 1999. But people who watched us many years ago during the pre-attitude era and the Monday Night Wars. And for people who didn't watch it, they're seeing it for the very first time and they're seeing what we can bring to the table. Some who have the network can always go back and watch it and say that was a good time. Some people who have never seen it before are saying that this is what it's all about. This is what I grew up, this is what I heard when I was real young or I, I'm seeing now on my television. I mean, where was, I mean, I've never, I mean, uh, what kind of stuff is this? I'm not used to seeing this. Like I said, the clock is running more and more every day. It's just, he's been in the business far too long. He won't let go of it because he, this is his baby. This is his livelihood because he thinks our, if he lets this go, if he decides to hang it up and ride off into the sunset, then who, then he knows he can't win. But he thinks how are all these guys how are going to be giving in to him again. The AEWs, the Ring of Honors, the New Japans. Last I saw, I think AEW outdrew Money in the Bank, if memory serves me. I think we all remember hearing that story. New Japan, the last couple of years, they've gotten some big names over there that compete over there and have left WWE and have done pretty well successfully over there. Chris Jericho being one of them. Dean Ambrose, another. Ring of Honor. Yeah, I don't think they have a television home, but it depends on what time and syndication where you can watch it, but still, they're doing some pretty good shows. But right now, Japan is one of the few places that is really putting on better television or close to being decent television every week. And like I said, with AEW looming, however, Vince better realize right now, like I said, the sand is just about near an end. It's about it's halfway between the middle and near dropping and ending, and you can flip it over again, like an hourglass, over and over again. You can go one side and it'll empty out, and then you can do it again as many times as you want. But you can only do it so many times in a day. Like I said, the clock is almost hit midnight at this point. It is actually about midnight now, or just sort of midnight now. I think we're going to know by the first week of October, like that Friday night, that very first week of October, that Friday night going into uh, October 4th, into Saturday morning the 5th, we will know that weekend, and we might know by that Monday even, maybe, possibly, uh, what their ratings are for that very first night on Fox. Will it be a success or a failure? Like I said, if it's a failure, then maybe he'll say, oh, it's just one week, Howard. We needed to work some stuff out. We'll try to improve on our situation. But I'm telling you right now, if they do not fix this by the end of the year, going into next year, then they're going to be in bigger trouble than you think. Not just on Fox, but also on USA as well. And I think he knows that. If he doesn't, shame on him. I'm going to say the same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm saying all this now, and I'm going to say the same thing again tonight on Wolfpack, and I'll continue to mention it as many times as I can. Who agree with me or disagree with me? 
But right now, like I said, it's almost at the point now where you've just got to hope that something, anything, good or bad, however, will change just right now. At this moment, I would say, like I said, when we first heard the news today, I was in shock. I think this is one of the few surprises that not many people saw coming. We'll see what happens. But right now, I just think it's almost at the point right now where you better hope fix this before the end of the summer. Because if you don't, by September, late September, early October, then I think it's just time to just basically, to use the term, medical term loosely, pull the plug. I don't care if you do it to USA. I don't care if you do it to Fox Howard and they lose a ton of money and they end up losing big on this deal. They had a chance to fix this. And have they done that? No. You look at what happened this week on television, okay? Look what happened Sunday night. You were in Tacoma, Washington, in the Pacific Northwest, near Seattle, a decent-sized city. How many people did you have at your one show that you hyped up for your new show in Tacoma in a 10,000-seat arena or 20,000-seat arena? I think it was 15 or 20, I think it's yeah, 15 or 20,000, I'm not sure. You had 4,000 people there, maybe 4,500, almost 5,000 people, which is a little scary. Monday night, what did you do? 3,500. 3,500 in the town of Everett, Washington. And then what did you do Tuesday? I heard the numbers weren't good there either. They haven't announced it yet. But from what I heard, they had about 4,000 or 4,500 there as well. That's sad. You're going into this Monday and Tuesday in Texas, which is a big market and has been a big market for years for wrestling, whether it be from Paul Bosch to Von Erickson, it doesn't really matter. You better hope you get good crowds this week in Texas. And once more, you better hope in three weeks in Philadelphia, the Northeast, which has been your territory since the mid-60s, when you go back to Capital Wrestling, and the old Worldwide Wrestling Federation, when you did shows in places like Philly, New York, Boston, D.C., Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Syracuse, wherever, you get people to come and support your show. Because I'll tell you right now, if you put on two weeks of lackluster television this next week and the following week, go home show, go home show week, the following week before Extreme Rules, if you get a small crowd like you did Sunday night in Philadelphia, in three weeks in Philadelphia, then you better just really, really have better come up with a big excuse. Better come up with something to explain to your fans, because the fans will not buy your excuses anymore. They want answers, and they want answers now. And you haven't gotten the answers right in quite some time. Sterling, I agree. I agree a hundred ten percent. I mean, like I said before, I mean that's that's why I'm saying. You know, WWE is going to try every single little thing under the sun until, you know, until they, you know, until like, until like, to, to try to, and the only reason now more than ever, they have one primary goal now more than ever. And they haven't had to do anything this major since the days when they were battling ECW and WCW. And that is obviously. You know, with AEW now on the horizon and now a, a very big time possible threat 
they are doing every single little thing under the sun to try to keep themselves afloat. And, you know, even going as now, like I said, uh, I think there was a video on YouTube that Eric Bischoff posted on there a few days ago about something, bringing up something about WWE and mentioned something similar to what uh, the announcement was today about him and Heyman. So I mean, could that have been a could that could have been, like I said, a lead into this story? I mean, obviously this what he was talking about, maybe. I mean, I, I mean, don't know. That, I mean, I mean, it, like I said, the clock is running. Mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. we're gonna find. We're gonna see. A lot of people had very mixed opinions about this. Me, me, one of them. I just hope. They know what they're getting themselves into because right now, I don't know if they do or not. I really don't. If you get a chance, if you get a chance, go back. I mean, there's a lot of people who have different thoughts on Galaxman, CBS Sports. Uh, Brian Campbell, I mean, said something about today. Uh, there was some other people said today. Uh, like I said, Collider. Uh, uh, there's one show where is it? I just saw it a second ago. Uh, like I said, yeah, Collider Live talked about today. Like I said, CBS Sports, Brian Campbell and Adam Silverstein talked about it a few hours ago. Like I said, uh, Fightful.com, uh, JD from NY, Joe Cronin, Wade Keller, all these people, I mean, Meltzer even said today, a lot of people have had very different opinions about this. Some good, not so good. Like I said, I played that clip, of course, just now from JD from NY a little bit ago. But like I said, I just, I hope they know what they're doing, but I don't think they do. I, I, I hope really so, too. Really oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But, um, like I said, tonight, like I said, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, that leaves a good prelude here. Um, that's a good, this is a good prelude right here. Um, <clears throat> To, of course, tonight coming up at 9 o'clock, the second installment of the radio network, of course, uh, NWO Wolfpack, of course, our live video feed comes to us from Hardy Boys fans, of course, our news and views, history and birthdays, and of course, folks, don't 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 forget, uh, also, uh, we're going to have JD, of course, bring in his big icebreaker to talk about Tuesday night Smackdown show. And then, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be one story that's going to be on the books. It's going to be on the table here. Um, um, obviously, of course, this this story here, um, we're just all going to have to really wait and see here about what what all what all will take place, what all will happen. And like I said, if, if um, you know what everybody's take here is on this, I mean, of course, the WWE. I'm sure the WWE universe more than ever is in full shock is WWE themselves in shock some folks are obviously some folks are not um I mean is Vincent Man going to be sitting in the back you know you know just with a big smile on his face seeing what, what's happened here I mean all I got all we got to say here is uh Time will tell. Time, time, time will tell. Yeah. So, 
So we're just going to have to, we're just going to have to, like I said, just really just watch here and see. Uh, but like I said, one three eight five two one pound. Don't forget at nine from nine to eleven here tonight, right here on TalkShoe.com, of course, part of the WWS Radio Network. And also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't forget tomorrow night, uh, WWS Revolution. Our live video feed will be coming in from WWS Dynasty. We'll have our news and views, history and birthdays. Uh, we, of course, will all hope to hear from both the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and Danny from Oak Park. Give us their take about what happened this past Sunday at Stomping Grounds. Plus, also, of course... Uh, um, <clears throat> well, I do have uh, a little bit of news on Michelle, and I've, ta- I've only talked to her offline briefly, however, just in messaging. She is still trying to get better. I can honestly say right now, as far as tomorrow night goes, it is up in the air at the moment. She did tell me, however, that she is still having a tough time speaking, but she will try her best if she can, to get on tomorrow night, if she can. Right. Okay. Well, we, we, well, thank you very much, J.D., for, keep, for keeping up with that. Like I said, hopefully we'll, have, we'll get a chance to talk to her a little bit more. Hopefully, and of course, I, if we don't, then we will we will most certainly, of course, um, <clears throat> we will, of course, certainly um, be keeping her in our prayers, and hopefully we'll be get a chance to hear from her very, very soon. Um, so we'll just have, we'll just, like I said, have a, we'll just simply have to, uh, um, we'll just have to, uh, see what I'll, we'll, we'll just simply have to, hopefully just have to, uh, see what happens here with that. But hopefully we'll definitely have to hear from, of course, Danny from Oak Park here to Friday Night Delight to, um, <clears throat> to give us his take, of course, what happened with Stomping Grounds this past Sunday, of course, Raw and SmackDown this past week. Hopefully also we'll get his pick for the, of course, the title belts and the prediction title challenge. We still have seven belts, of course, up for grabs here as well. As you know, J.D., John, and Fonzie did get their belts taken care of, of course, this past Monday on Raw Radio. J.D., of course, as you know, is your new FMWS Street Fight champion. The human suplex machine, John Gross, is, of course, your new WWS No Barriers champion. And the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, is your new WWS South American champion. So, we'll, so like I said, we'll, uh, hopefully we'll get the others taken care of here. And we'll get with everyone else that did take part in this. Uh, but I will also be mentioning here as well that, um, <clears throat> as you did hear, of course, uh, last night, that the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie will not be taking part in our next prediction title challenge, which will be, of course, this. We'll be getting that prepped here in time for Friday. Uh, Friday's revolution, of course, as you know, and I do thank JD for bringing this to my attention. Obviously, the uh, AEW Fighter Fest is going to be happening this weekend. And, of course, I'll be having a, a prediction title challenge. And this is going to be open to anyone who wants to definitely be a part of it. Uh, JD and John have thrown their name in the hat. Fonzie has not uh, has said that he will not take part in it. Um, I will, of course, relay this to everyone else involved. It who who does get involved with our prediction title challenges to see if they want to take part in this. It is not mandatory here at this point, but like I said, we will see what all happens there with that. But coming up here, of course, uh, this this weekend, of course, right here on Revolution. 
JD, anything else we wish to add before we close up shop for Outside the Ropes here this week? I have nothing. Okay. We thank you very much there, uh, JD. Of course, I want to thank the Iceman, Jared Girolamo, for coming for coming in, of course, taking care of, of course, pop culture and, of course, a little bit of wrestling news here as well. Uh, be sure, like we said, to join us in about an hour for for NWO Wolfpack, 138-521-POUND where we'll, of course, be going crazy here, of course, on this latest development here concerning Heyman and Bischoff, now over, apparently overseeing Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live. Uh, we'll have Dev have some t- take on that, plus J.D. will get us his uh, icebreaker in for, talk, of course, talking about this past uh, this past Tuesday night SmackDown. He'll definitely have a lot to say about that, most definitely. Uh, and we'll see what all happens here, what, what all happens here tonight. Uh, so, and of course, John sure will be on here with the history and birthdays as well. And JD will have your news and views there as well. Hopefully, we'll have a few more folks pop on here tonight. And of course, don't forget, like I said, heart, our live video feed will be from Hardy Boys fans here, of course, coming up here, um, coming up here, of course, from 9 to 11 p.m. For the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening. And we'll be back on here in about one hour with Wolfpack. <clears throat> Outside the Ropes, episode 159 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection. Take care of yourselves and each other here, folks. We should be back at our regular time, of course, Wednesday next Wednesday at 6.30 for our next edition of WWS Outside the Ropes. <clears throat> Until then, we'll see. We'll talk at you here on the flip side. Uh, take care and God bless out there, folks. And ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything, of course, in the wrestling and pop culture world and everything in between, this is the WCWS Radio Network. Have a good night. We'll talk at you in about one hour with NWO Wolfpack. Take care. <laughs>